Okay, so I'm just going to start this one with a quick announcement from the National Union of Journalists Code of Conduct. The NUJ Code of Conduct has been set out with some main principles of the UK and Irish journalism since 1936. A journalist at all times upholds and defends the principle of media freedom, the right of freedom of expression and the right of the public to be informed. All of these cases which I am bringing up to you are serious information which you do have the right to be informed of. Okay, so let's go. First off, we're going to come over to this page. American survivor of Brussels airport bombing recounts the deadly attack from his hospital bed. So what we're talking about here is more crisis actors. I'm showing you how they work, how they operate, how to spot them in the news. Um, how to spot the fake emotions, how to spot fake injuries, how to spot potential prosthetic injuries. So we're going to see it now. And also, this man was not just caught up in the Brussels airport bombing. We're going to find out how he was also at the Boston Marathon, Marathon bombing and also at the Paris attacks. Okay, so we, he was also in Paris last November when the atrocities took place. So he's been blown up. In the Brussels airport bombing, he's avoided being blown up at the Boston Marathon bombing, and he's avoided the Paris attacks. Okay, unbelievable, you can't make it up. So first of all, let's watch him speaking and analyse his freedom to talk, considering he's got all these bandages all over his face, and he's allegedly suffering from burns. Just look at him smiling behind his stupid bandage, looking like the mummy. Yeah, the first last one off over to my right, about 10-15 meters. I was in the back of the Delta check-in line. And the blast was really loud. It even lifted my body uh, a little bit. And it even lifted his body. I remember feeling a lot, of, you know, a lot of really hot, really cold feelings on the whole right side of my body. I was, hot and cold. I was covered in a fair amount of blood. How's he speaking of his face with this band? A little shy at the end. Let's watch him again. If we can. Yeah, the first blast went off over to my right, about 10 15 meters. I was in the back of the Delta check in line, and the blast was really loud. It even lifted. My body, uh, a little bit. Look at him blinking, look at his lips. I remember feeling a Makeup lot of, on him. You know, a lot of really hot, really cold feelings on the whole right side of my body. I was, I was covered in a fair amount of blood. Um, not necessarily mine. Not necessarily yours, but you've just been blown up. <laughs> and then a stupid little sigh at the end of it says he was covered in a lot of blood. Not necessarily his own. My body, uh, a little bit. And I remember feeling a lot of a lot of really hot, really cold feelings on the whole right side of my body. I was, I was covered in a fair amount of blood. Um, not necessarily mine. So what's he talking about? Like his stupid little sigh, right? Let's go and watch some more from him. American victim described Brussels airport bombing. Killed in the Brussels attacks. More than 300 were wounded. Vladimir Dutier spoke with an American victim. The blast was very loud. Um, and it, I, 
I think it actually picked my body off the ground for a quick second. And the whole right side of my body got really hot and then really cold really quickly. Bandaged and badly burned, 19-year-old Mormon missionary Mason Wells was just 30 feet away from the first bomb when it tore through the airport. He was there with two fellow missionaries, dropping a friend off who was headed to the States. When the blast went off, I actually saw fire in front of my face on the ground. Um, and the four of us were actually kind of surrounded by, by fire for a quick moment. After three agonizing days... So where's his friends in the same statism? They're surrounded by fire. Why are his friends not in the media? Mason's parents, Chad and Kimberly, flew from... Here's his fake crisis actor parents. That's something else what you're going to have to look out for. Fake crisis actor families being put together. They often set up social media accounts which don't have much on them. Just a few photographs. They'll remain dormant for a long time. Again, that's another trait for you to look out for. Go and search these people's names. Everyone that I've presented to you, go and dig through them. Sandy, Utah, to join Mason in Belgium this morning. Just the reunion with him was uh, indescribable. And look at them smiles. No emotion, fake emotion. Look at this stupid stage photograph. Look at the smiles and just pathetic. We're so proud of Mason. He's He's got a lot of faith and he's very positive. He keeps reassuring us that he's going to be okay. Look at the acting. For every injured person... There was a hero, helping them to safety. Alphonse Eula is a baggage handler at the airport. Were it not for him, people like basketball player Sebastian Benet would not have survived. I can remember a guy just dra dragging me to behind a column. He was screaming. Yeah, Alphonse told us when Benet saw his legs like this, he couldn't talk. Prosthetics. He told us that somebody, and he yeah. didn't know who, Put a tourniquet on his leg and pulled him away. Prosthetics. Okay, this is where Emma Stevie, who was from the Parsons Green incident, the main witness on that, she was on Here DMTV. She works at this makeup artist factory. These are in fact movie movie production standards. Makeup artists. Film studios where Delamar Academy is based. Hi, I'm Julie Burnett. I grad casualty, beauty, wigs, body painting, airbrushing. And everything you need to learn to be a makeup artist. This is a facial hair class where the students are knotting, tonguing, and dressing facial hair. Our tutor is Sarah Weatherburn. She has her own workshop and supplies facial hair to the film and TV industries. So if I could tong facial hair. These, in fact, work on productions. 
like Game of Thrones, they make people look like all that, so that's, that's the type of work they do. This happens regularly throughout the year, and everyone gets individual feedback from all the tutors. Talking of the tutors, every one of them is an expert in their field, and they're all currently working within the industry. This means that many makeup artists contact LMI looking for trainees or assistants. The classes are kept small, with roughly 10 to 12 students, and the rooms are spacious and fully equipped with everything we could possibly need. These are the studios, and when I was studying here, they were making St. Trinian's 2, It's a Wonderful Afterlife, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, and the Cranford TV Christmas special. In fact, lots of graduates from Delmar worked on them. Now we're going into the prosthetics workshop where I had the best weeks of my life doing basic and advanced prosthetics. On the one-year course, you have the option of choosing five weeks of advanced fashion or prosthetics. This is where you do all that stuff. Just think of Farmageddon at Halloween. All the girls go to Farmageddon, get chased around by zombies. They look real, but they're not. They're not real injuries on half of these people at these events. I'm going to prove it to you furthermore in a moment. Some of the graduates have been working on Doctor Who and also in the creature effects department on the Harry Potter films. Lots of the most successful makeup designers are past graduates of Delamar. Some of them are Oscar, BAFTA and Emmy award winners. In fact, as far as I know, this academy is the only independent makeup school in the UK to have produced Oscar winners. Hmm, nice. That's my project in the centre of the frame. See, you can make it look like anything. Now, who's MSDV? Right, um, MSDV. This is MSDV. Let's look for the one on RT. Yeah, this is the one first where she's actually, actually done. She's done the makeup on this man's hair. Two meets mile away. Tell us what happened to you. Um, so the first thing I did um, after the attack was... Parsons Green, terror attack witness. My wife, um, who... Um, Peter Crowley, there's that same name again. Alistair Crowley. Mark Crowley. The the Metro Metropolitan Police um, officer who, who was in charge of all of these events. My seven-year-old son was with he has since quit. Uh, said that um, not to worry, um, that you might hear there's been an explosion, but your dad's fine. So. Well, what happened to you? Uh, so I was on the carriage about two metres away from the uh, device. Uh, now look, he's sitting next to a makeup artist, a production standard makeup artist. Look at his hair, what she's done for him before they've come on the shop. Heard a high pressure bang, a fireball's gone over my head. Um, if people if people are forgetting, it was it didn't even melt a carrier bag dish bomb. Okay? There was a carrier bag, a little carrier bag. It didn't even create what we used to call when we were kids German bastards when a carrier bag's melting and little drips are coming off it. It didn't even do that to it. So never mind a wall of fire and a wall of flame, which is what they were all quoting at the time. Um, 
There's Emma Stevie next to him. Right, so be watching all these terror attacks in this country. Yeah, through the year. Bit of my hair, and I've got a bit dashed off track. Looks and, and what's getting when you realize you've survived. When you realize you've survived, what was that emotion like for you? Um, so if I'm honest, I didn't know it was a bomb. I think it might have been shock or denial. Yeah. I, I thought it might have been a mechanical failure or when, um. That's when it hit. But in the stampede. Yeah. I mean, you know, we call the Stampede. Terror. Terror. What she keeps doing is, Emma Stevie actually made Hillsborough references, quite a few of them. She kept on hitting on it, almost being a crush, which to me was a signal towards them. them. They were referencing Liverpool. You're seeing it quite a lot. I'm going to show you now. Now look at the state of this carrier bag. It didn't even, like I say, it didn't even create German bastards with little dripsies when your carrier bags were on fire when you were a kid. So... Big pilot. And this seems to have been part of the uh, devastation and the, and the injuries for people, for the 30 people of this. Many of them hurt in the stampede. Yeah. I mean, you know, we call these people terrorists, people who intend to cause that in the stampede and what happens at manchester they triggered the stampede which is what i've been telling people if anyone got injured it's been from a triggered stampede i can't get out of my mind seeing this little boy he got completely flattened and squashed by so many people and i was so lucky to not be on i was upright against the wall putting all my weight into the wall and people were just on top of each other it was horrific just being trapped i um, i was reading one uh, account of somebody who got caught up in it who now what's your gold the story what's the reporter i spoke in my last video about how the how the reporters feed the information to the person so they can follow on through it is a, it is a tactic from reporters and what's another case of it here point at which a, a, a man shouted calm down and it seems mm, the voice of jesus Look at her nodding her head as if to say, shut up. Actually, we're all right. And then it just became a sort of orderly British queue, he says. You know, oh, yeah. Leave the station. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I was focused on my immediate surroundings. I was underneath two people and there was like three women that I could see underneath me. So we there were lots of people shouting things and lots of people screaming and lots of people crying and... It was just such a blur and such a, a feeling of she I'm about to die. Terrifying. There is something. There's a man with a bomb strapped to him. You know, all of these thoughts are racing to my mind. I'm going to show you another couple of interviews from here now, at least. Nobody knew what we were running away from. Where she actually does say Hillsborough. So I did think for a few seconds, like I'm dead. <laughs> hey, <laughs> anybody in your position who's two meters from this device going off? Sorry, boss. Sorry, yeah. I'm a bit late. He goes to work. So let's go and watch more interviews from Miss Stevie. For uh, since about twenty past eight this morning, this whole area has been who are who are here. One of them, um, Emma Stevie, you were there this morning. Tell me yes. what happened. What did you see? Um, 
I got on the train and within five seconds the doors, you know, the doors were closing and we just heard the loudest, scariest screams coming from what sounded like the carriage right next to us and loud men shouting, run. So when people shout, run, you run. And we just all Exactly. Ran. And what am I telling you about how they trigger the sponsors? When people shout, run, you run. For our lives and we didn't know what, why. We didn't hear an explosion. I, I thought acid had been thrown around or something. I was just wondering why. And we got to the steps and it was just the worst. It was like a proper human crush that we all got stuck in. And there was women underneath me. There was a lady saying, I'm pregnant. There's a little boy. His face had got smacked into the step. It was just like I was holding onto the railing in like a little fetal position, trying not to put my weight on anyone. But there was just layers and layers of people screaming. It was awful. It was just really traumatic and we didn't know why we were running and we didn't I did I just thought maybe this is worse maybe something maybe this is all a big mistake you know and someone's phone had exploded in their pocket or something I couldn't behave I didn't it was just awful and I'm so lucky that I'm not injured I feel so lucky I put trainers on this morning I just feel so lucky she, she that, knew. that I wasn't the woman two women underneath me yeah. For anybody who doesn't know this station, it it's is a very tiny, small tiny. station. There is and one staircase that comes from the platform down. There are two small exits. So there is one staircase, no escalator, nothing. No, nothing. And everybody that gets the district line will know that everyone gets on at Wimbledon. And then to get on at sort of Putney Ridge Parsons Green, you're just like like sardines trying to pack in. So you think hundreds and hundreds of people came off that train into a tiny station to go down a tiny set of steps. And it was just a complete crush. You know, it was... It was and you were literally trampling she's, she's lining herself up to say it now Pillsbury and the tube men the guys that work for the, the underground she's been dying to say it starts to make me realise we should have more people were shouting get back get back because the people lower down were really really injured and I was so lucky that I was just in this little pocket of sort of I felt quite strong but I just thought for a second it go through my mind I'm going to die today like something's going to happen this is what's going on behind me is there someone with a knife is there a bomb it was very dark but then I thought no I'm going to be okay we're going to be okay but I was just so I was looking at the women underneath me thinking you poor thing I was wondering you know someone broken a leg in here you couldn't get down nobody could get down to help them with that many people no it was like Hillsborough kind of stacked people just all on top of each other because if you've got hundreds and hundreds of people she's evil She's evil, and now I'm going to show you that she's crazy as well. Okay, Emma Stevie. Here we go. Now, this interview. She's absolutely crazy. Look where I've always watching her and I've stopped her on this bit. She does a big interview with her mate. Look, the couple of girls you've just met through a Facebook interview. That's what it might as well be. This is for RT News. Look how the news reports are all in on it. Watch this. Look at her, waving. She said survivors, she calls it a witness, so Emma laughs and says survivor and then laughs. <laughs> Funny. The sixth terrorist attack in Britain. 
So she gives Delamar Academy a little plug. See, Stampede, they're just getting it all in, they're all just talking about that with the Hillsborough reference. Just let's move it on to where she goes absolutely batshit crazy. Starts waving at some imaginary person down the street saying, oh hello! And then she waves at them and says, I've got to go, my friends here, bye! And, and walks away and the girl's looking at her like she's nuts because there's no one there. Look, she's baffled there. See? See her face? Should I say what the fuck just happened then? And that was really heartbreaking to see some of them hurt. Hello? I just see my friend, I've got to go. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for Bye. There's no one in the whole street. I have analysed this footage so many times for you. No one in the whole street. I am not messing, there's no one here, here. I've zoomed I've zoomed this in using Sony Vegas. Done it live that many times, zoomed it all in, looked, scanned every single brick, every pavement. There's not a patient in the whole thing. There were lots of school children yeah. in their uniforms, and that was really heartbreaking to see some of them hurt. Hello? I just see my friend, I've got to go. Okay. Hi. Thank you, Anna. Thank she's you. a liar, she's another plant, there's no one there. Look at her. Okay. Look what's just happened. Now look, you see her walking down the street, no one there. And I challenge anyone to come over, find this video, witness to RT, and on Parsons Green attack, lots of people injured. Okay, so, search this video yourself, watch it in full screen, stop it, put it in slow motion. Oh, it is, um, it does coincide with, with, um, with the same period that schools are reopening, so do you, do, there were lots of school children yeah. in their uniforms, and that was really heartbreaking to see some of them hurt. Hello? I just see my friend, I've got to go. Okay. Hi. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for talking to us. So, the girl's baffled. What's just happened? Uh, we are here. When we come over now and have a look at this website, Crisis Cast, these are the people who I, in fact, did call, the Crisis Actor Company. I called them, told the lady I wanted 500 Crisis Actors. She thought she was going to make a load of money, told us everything. Our media trainer specialists include social media, high-level strategic communications, in-house filmmaking and online news media. We include live role-playing professional actors who undergo psychological training with our own in-house behavioural psychologist, Kathy Babluane. By maintaining an overview of the total training requirement, we are able to maximise the longevity of each delivery through the seamlessly blending learning across live, filmed and facilitated content. The Crisis Cast Simulator brings together scripted simulators and real-world injects using all our principal skills in immersive scenario training to create high-octane digital communication events that rapidly embeds the right protocols for the successful social media outcomes from a complex incident. So that's how they get all the emotions by social media. Let's look at solutions. That was media crisis management. Solutions. Our roleplay actors are physically, psychologically trained in criminal and victim behaviour. They bring intense realism to, to simulated mass casualty 
incidents on the battlefield during kidnap and ransom and emergency evacuation systems situations and in hostile threat incidents in urban and public places. Planning our producer's work with your trainers to create a script that enables the roleplay actors to know when to trigger key developments in an evolving crisis management scenario. We believe, sorry, we brief and rehearse the team where possible on location, but at least video with video surveillance footage. Heads of department manage each discipline and report to the head producer who is your direct contact at all times. Our crisis management exercises can test monitoring and communication systems safely, planning lockdown and evacuation procedures, the ability of emergency services to cooperate and respond effectively of increasing importance, their joint ability to respond to the media, uh, press media and information posted on social media platforms and the internet. In other words, they control everything which stays the events. And they've found this great big pile-up on the motorway and we're all bleeding and screaming and reacting in various ways to the fact that we're, we're in this rapid situation. And they have to react accordingly and they have to find out what's wrong with us. They have to check sort of our medical priority and um, react to any emotional, psychological situations that are happening. And then at some stage, um, with some of us, our condition is going to deteriorate and they have to make a decision about whether to get us out of the car um, and off into an ambulance or whether we could be treated on the spot. Hmm, lovely. What are we doing? Um, right. So, um, um, doing, um, some training clients include all sorts. London Airport, a lot of the universities, more crisis management companies, voluntary services overseas, the Home Office, Kent Police, NHS, University, Bournemouth University, Register Larkin, the Security, G4S, who were linked over in the Florida. I am shootings. Sands on there now, people. That's come on you. Big, 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 big exclusive. That was not on there last time. Now you can go and line Crisis Cast up into Sane. Holy shit. Anyone wants to know what Sane is? You've got a whole lot of stuff to learn if you still need to know what Sane is. Trust me, look at the logo, 666. The Large Hadron Collider over in Geneva, Switzerland. 17 miles ring under the ground where they collide particles. They're actually looking to replicate dark matter. As soon as they replicate dark matter, it is basically tearing the veil between between good and evil. So that's just a quick little brief into that. But I am so shocked that I have just seen that now. Okay, people who know what I'm talking about understand quite well, but there's a lot of people who are here now who don't, and holy shit have we just made a discovery. Crisis Cast are now in bed with Sane. Remember my call to Crisis Cast? People who can. As I said when I told the lady I want a 500 Crisis Cast actors, so she thought she was getting a big production, a lot of money. Look, the phone number is no longer on the website. Did he move it after my call? Crisis cast now in bed with Sane. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Repston School. Right, so there's just some of the some of the things. This is huge, people. This is huge. This is how the world works around you. This is how it's all pulled pulled around. This is how the walls pulled around you. Your eyes, it's unbelievable. Can you see it? Why would they be saying it? Why would they have this information? Why would they be able to source it? 
events, let me show you. Some of the events, security home office, crisis cast. Um, want to show you some um, blogs, the blog. Security and Policing 2018, Innovation and Excellence win. Training event specialist, look at this. How to simulate a terrorist atrocity, The Guardian. Yeah, you do it and then they go live. These simulations go live, they go real world, like I've just read with the media. Control that they do. How to set fire to a school. That's a blog on here. Ebola, Sierra Leone orphans, another hoax. So, again, this is on the blog. We've seen crisis cash management. Um, people, events and solutions. Crisiscast.com Can you see how the world works? And everyone else who's just now found out that these are now linked to saying, holy shit, this is Enchanted Life Path TV. We are the news.